Welcome to episode 108 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name's Trent. I'm joined by Jason, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We do. It's another jam-packed episode. Yeah, jam-packed of greatness. Of course. We've got Oscar Cedemon from the Truck Fighters here. Yes. Bassist and vocalist, original founding member of the Truck Fighters. And if you don't know about the Truck Fighters, you gotta look them up. If you're into anything in the, you know, stoner realm or the, you know, what, you know, just even, you know, classic rock like Thin Lizzy or something. Definitely. I think you could find stuff in the Truck Fighters that you'd love. They're like, they're, they call themselves desert rock, but they fall safely into that same area where if you like the sword or clutch, I think you would like the Truck Fighters as well. No doubt. Um. They're fuzzy. They embrace their fuzziness. Yes. And you will get your trucks fought. <laughs> There's no doubt. This band is great. Great, great, great. Yeah. We saw them live. Great time. Talk about all that here in just a bit. Well, before we do, we had our first week this past week on WSNR 102.7. Check them out. It's 1027WSNR.com. Download the CryKey premium radio app there's tons of radio stations on there but this is a great radio station i've i've listened to it several times at work and we're happy to be a part of it yeah yeah it went great and uh this one will be up there too and uh you know it's just another outlet to tune in yeah yeah definitely so check them out if you found us due to that we appreciate it if you're here because you're a truck fighters fan we appreciate it if you listen every week we appreciate it exactly come back next week for 109 <laughs> Well, first things first, this past weekend was day one of Halata Fest. Yes. The first annual Halata Fest, which leads us to believe that there will be, this will be a yearly event, which I sure hope so, because yeah, it too. was, with that Simon Corny, it was a magical effing day. It, it really was. It really was. And, and you know, John Halata definitely deserves an annual event right? Uh, in this town. And... um you know, and hopefully some of these bands, you know, will just keep going further and further and help get his name out there because more people should know about this guy. And it was a great tribute show. Um, I I personally, honestly, I've never been a part of, I've never had so many hugs and handshakes and smiles and laughs uh, in one night in my life. I mean, I felt, <clears throat> I felt more... I felt more love and positive positivity than like, you know, I feel from my own family sometimes yeah. <laughs> in that night. I mean, it was, it was exactly, I think, you know what you said, it, it's exactly how it should have been. And it really was. I mean, the vibe was outstanding. Everybody was in great spirits. Everybody was smiling and hugging and the bands were just uh, out of this world. I, I mean, it, it was, uh, it was a night I'd like to live over and over. It really was. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, if you're not from this area and you're not familiar with John, he's the guitarist for Scream Red Mutiny and The Joint Effect. And he passed away on Christmas Day after he got hit by a drunk driver. You know, I think it was a week before that, maybe. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, we've lost this guy that not only was a great guitarist, but a great human being. And one thing that jumped out to me, you know, when anytime you... uh and, you know, anytime anyone passes, whether they be a celebrity or just some guy that has a bunch of friends on Facebook or something, 
you always see a bunch of people posting, oh, he was great at this. He was a practical, you know, joker. You yeah. know, just you hear yeah. all these great things, whether or not they're true. You know, it's great to celebrate someone's life. We want to do that. But you don't know, is that really true? You know, <laughs> you know, not to sound like a dick or something, but with John Halata, you never had to wonder because everybody said all this stuff when he was here. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, you didn't have to, you know, come to this thing and think of something to say. You already knew all this stuff, whether you knew John Halata, you know, closely or not. Exactly. And, and we talked about that when we, in the early stages of this podcast, that when we started talking to people, you know, we knew who he was because we knew the joint effect, but we didn't know him personally. But when we would ask people like, hey, who do you like locally or, you know, whatever like that, and people would say... His name came up two or three, four times in the first few weeks of us doing this. Yeah, and, and, and his name was always the first at everyone's mouth. Yeah. The first person. Uh, and that right there tells you something. It definitely tells you something. Yeah. But like you said, the vibe of this thing, it's like you think of like we did that long talk, you know, last year after we saw Iron Maiden talking about how when we went and saw Maiden at the BOK Center in Tulsa, it was something we never thought was going to happen. Yeah. And it had this real old school vibe and feel to it, like you were at a rock show 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. It had that kind of feeling, you know, there was a big event planned around it. And I felt that same way at this thing, you know, and it was for different reasons, obviously. And it was because, you know, everywhere, you know, you turned around, like you said, you know, you're hugging a new person that you hadn't seen yet. Mm -hmm. And every time you turn around, you saw someone you knew from, you know, the music scene, whether it be in a guy in a band or, you know, someone just a fan. Yeah. Definitely. A fan of these bands like we are. And it's, you know, it just had this feeling that like, it's just hard to put in words, you know, you don't, I mean, how, I don't, you know, I'm stumbling on my words because I don't really know what to say other than it was just, Everything, like we said, everything that it should have been. It just felt, it felt like a tribute, but at the same time, it felt like you said family and it felt like, you know, there were tons of people there I've never seen in my life, you know, but that's a great thing. The thing was packed out and that's what I hoped would happen. And exactly. Did, you know? Yeah. I mean, the place was packed to the gills and, um, yeah, there was just a, uh, there was a, uh, just something in the air. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was just, uh, it was just so positive <clears throat> and uh you know that that's that's something you don't get all the time and to be part of that was it was pretty fucking special i gotta say yeah yeah i mean i showed up there at one o'clock when the doors opened to drop off something and there was already more cars in the parking lot than there are at some shows i've been there exactly. at 10 o'clock at night you yeah. know and then by the time i got back you know there was already you know, a third of the place filled and, mm -hmm. you know, by the time we got into the evening time, the place was packed out like yeah. it was for Avatar or something. Yeah. And it was this, that's exactly what should have happened. That is and exactly I, what should have happened. You're right. And it's happening again this Saturday and I hope the same thing happens. I think it will because everybody had a, an amazing time. And, you know, just talking to, not just seeing the bands, you know, it was just an amazing feeling between the bands talking to people. Exactly. Like, you know, I talked to, several people that I don't really know that well that I'd met through this like Brax from Enslaved by Fear and he was telling me stories about when he first met John and you know you know playing shows with him and stuff and how you know their bands were totally different but John always wanted 
to include him on his bills, which he thought was great. And, yeah. You know, I talked to Jared Taylor, who lives up in Kansas, and, you know, he's been a friend a friend of John for several years, and he we stood outside and talked for 10 or 15 minutes, and he was telling me all kinds of stuff. So it was just amazing to hear all these positive stories, you know, about a guy that we we knew, but we didn't know as close as a lot of people there. So, I, yeah. you know, it was really a great feeling without repeating ourselves over, but, you know. <laughs> hey, that's okay. We're allowed on this one. Right. <laughs> Well, the first things first, you got there a little before me and you saw Sovereign Dame, so how, how was that? Uh, they, they were great. It was just something totally different. You know, they had a violin, uh, keyboards. You don't see that all the time around here. And, uh, you know, they, it, and it was just, uh, it was just good, you know, it was just good rock, hard rock with, uh, it, you know, as somebody kind of mentioned, it was kind of like clutch and, you know, with like a female vocalist. And, you know, I get that a little bit. I mean, it was, uh, I, I'd heard the name for a long time, and I'm glad to finally see them. They were great. Well, we had, after that, I think Enslaved by Fear was the next band. Yes. And I'd seen them once before quite a while back, but it's been a while. So it was really cool to see them again. And they've just, you know, Brax has such a great stage presence. And you can tell these guys are seasoned. They've done several tours, you know, across the nation. You yeah. Know? And... They're just a great band, you know, if, if you love the, the stuff like Kill Switch or All That Remains, you know, you'd really dig these guys and look them up, you know, and they they put on a, a really strong performance and, you know, you can't say enough yeah, good things about Yeah, Brax was a great front man, enslaved by fear, check them out. Yeah. Well, and then we had Fist of Rage. Yes. And we've gone on and on about how much we love these guys, it's not just a band, but as, you know, four individuals. Yeah. And... You know, just another <laughs> another great show, you know, from Fist of Rage. Yeah, they you know, killed it. Yeah, you're going to get heavy rock power from these guys every time, or these guys and girl, and they always they always deliver. That's right. And, you know, I that's one of those bands that I'd go see every week if they played every week. You know? yeah, they play a lot, so now if you don't show up every time, I'm going to call you on it. <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've seen them a lot. You know, I can... I'm not, you know, running my mouth for nothing here. <laughs> well, who? I don't know if I'm going out of order, but Forever and Disgust might have been next. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. Um, I mean, what can, you always got to love these guys. I mean, uh, I mean, it's just like uh, it's modern metal at its finest. I mean, it's abrasive. It's uh, it's intricate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, intense uh, is another high intense, word. and uh, yeah, get your uh, get your running shoes on when you put these guys in your headphones. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're just five extremely talented dudes. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's just like I think we were talking too about Ira's drum set beforehand. It's like it seems so minimal for that kind of metal, and I guess that's and that's that just what goes I love, to show, and that's know? when you know, okay, this guy's gonna kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> And the guitar parts, I know you were kind of geeking out whenever, you know, they're doing their stuff, and yeah. it's beyond my realm of understanding, but... Yeah, Keith and Kevin, I mean, yeah. I'm just like, how, how do these... I mean, I, I, I've i played guitar for, like, most of my life. I can't even fathom how the... What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, it's great. It's great. Right. Yeah, and Kyle, <clears throat> Kyle Williams, like I said about Brax, you know, has such a stage presence, you know, and owns that stage, and... You know, and I, you know, I love both his bands and he just, 
and it's you know it's kind of cool. He brings a different intensity to both bands, you know. And that's right. With with Forever and Disgust, you know, it's just pure on metal power, and he, of course, delivered. That's right. Yeah, that and, is right. And just like a lot of people, you know, he gave his tribute to John up there, and you know, so it was just it was cool to see continuously throughout the night, you know, whether it be on the mic or just in the crowd. But yeah, everybody was everybody was talking it up for sure. Yeah. Well, and then we had. Was Driver next? I think so. Okay. <laughs> so, here we I'll go. Just, I'll just say I was outside talking to people. I walk in the door when I hear him start. And uh, he's from Severmind Center. He's like, So when did this happen? Yeah. He like yells at me. I'm like, What are you talking about? And he points at the stage, and there's Eddie Green from Even the Dogs on stage singing for Driver. Yeah. I was like, Hey, you got me. I know as much as you do, I guess. Yeah, that was. Uh... That was a surprise to me. I'm the same way. I walked in. We were all outside, you know. We heard the band start, so we walked in and looked up and went, holy shit. Right. You and know. It, it was but, funny because we, we saw Eddie earlier in the day and talked to him. And he <laughs> he had walked in with, like, a case. And I was like, what's he doing? He's not in any of these bands. But I'm like, hey, maybe you sing with someone. That'll be cool. Yeah. And because we were, you know, like a lot of people, we were bummed whenever even the dogs split up. Definitely. And just hoped, well... You know, maybe these guys will do something again or go on and do something else with it. And it looks like Eddie is. Yes. And, you know, not just from us, but from several people around there, there was a buzz in there. I think that's the word you used, you know. There was a buzz. Everybody, everybody was like, what the fuck? Because, because it was great. And they didn't really, they didn't announce it beforehand from my knowledge or anybody else around there. No. Yeah. I mean, Eddie laid it down. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you had told me beforehand that he was going to be up there singing for Driver, I would have thought, you know, Driver's great. Eddie Green's great. But in my head, it doesn't really match right off. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's just because of the, you know, the style of Driver and even the dogs is different. But Eddie fit perfect. Yeah, he did. And it almost, to me, you know, I could be wrong, but it almost to me sounded like the band kicked it up a notch in the heaviness as well. Yeah. Maybe that was because, you know, Eddie's got that, you know, comes from that heavier realm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, you know, new blood, kind of probably an invigoration type kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this would be interesting to see where this goes. And Yeah, it was great. Because they were working on, working on new music, so I wonder if... Eddie's going to be a part of that now or how that works. We will see. We shall see. Yeah. Hopefully we'll find out soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a, a call, Mike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we know you're listening. Yeah. Well, Severmind is next and this was actually Derek's birthday. Yeah, it was. And man, you know, if we had them on our 100th episode, go back and listen to that. It's like a two hour and 20 minute odyssey. Yeah. And... <laughs> It was great, and, you know, we had them on our 100th episode. We talked about them because they're, you know, one band that kind of, you know, we knew a lot of bands, you know, locally before we started the podcast, but they're one of the bands that we kind of discovered right when we started doing this, really latched on to what they're doing, and then in turn, it worked the other way as well because they've been big supporters of us. They've always shared our stuff and talked us up as well, and so we tried to catch them every time that they play out in this area. And, you know, they're working on new music. I can't wait to hear it. And you can't say enough about, kind of like we said with Forever Disgust or anyone else, you know, there's four guys on stage that 
are extremely great at what they do, you know. And then you've got Stacy Lane that's just like yeah. tearing, the, you know, setting the freaking roof on fire, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what 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 have we not said? You know that we that I mean that can be said. We've said it all about this band. We love this band. Because uh, I think know I, that I think I made that comment. We've said their name on this podcast probably as much as Metallica. Or yeah. probably the, the word that's been on this <laughs> podcast more than right. anyone thing except and, Metallica. And, and you know, and rightfully so. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and we had Machine in the Mountain too. Right. So if we're gonna say. I meant to ask you this before we even started talking about bands, so I could say this, but I'll just say it now. If you had to pick one musical highlight from the night, what would it be? Oh, I, I, there's not one you could yeah, pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like... That's kind of a fucked up question, man. <laughs> that is true. I don't want to like, you know... I'm kind of mad at you right try now. To, try to pull anything over, you know, whatever, but... When Machine in the Mountain played Orion, yeah. that was the shit. Yeah. I'll just say it. You know, it's like, I love these guys' original music. We've talked about them millions of times here as well. You know, every show they do, they play Switch 625 by Def Leppard, yeah. which is always great. Hell yeah, it is. But they pulled this one out, and they even kind of talked about it beforehand that they wanted to do this one special, and it, you know, it's the type of song, you know, it's a fitting tribute it type song is. as well, and... You know, Orion's one of those great instrumental metal songs, and it fit perfect with this great instrumental metal band. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was just, uh, and they nailed it, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was great. I mean, you know, Metallica is my favorite band of all time, so I was geeking out for sure. Right. You know? Yeah, you can't, Machine in the Mountain's one of those bands that when I see them, you know, I just always get that feeling like, kind of like I just, we talked about with Iron Maiden, it's like you feel like, you know, you're part of something. And every yeah. time I watch them, you know, I just, I feel like I'm a kid again, you know, if that yeah. doesn't sound dorky, but you know, I feel like I'm 14 seeing a metal show for the first time every time I see them. But see, that's what we do this for, <laughs> right. you know? So it's not dorky at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to skip a band and come back to them, obviously. But gotcha. Yeah. The Revolutioners. Yeah. This is the first time I'd seen them band out of Arkansas. I think they're the only band on the bill that wasn't from Oklahoma, yeah. which is, you know, cool to have them up there. And, you know, they had a great, just real, you know, what's that kind of swagger rock and roll feel? Yeah, they did. You know? They really did. Like, I don't know. I can't think of someone to compare them to, but it was just like that good time, you know, punchy rock and roll. Yeah. They played a few covers, but they were just, you know, they had, you know, some original stuff as well. And then we met Jonathan afterwards, the drummer, who coincidentally is also the drummer from red devil lies that's right we played on last week's yeah. episode so go check that out and listen to some of their stuff but yeah so it was really cool to see them really liked what i heard hope to hear more from them soon we will and this thing closed out the night with grind and that's another band you know we've been big fans of had them on this podcast as well and they're another band that kind of fits that good you know good time feeling hard rock yeah. you know it's got you know swampiness grittiness it's got a modern feel it's got a, a throwback feel you know dell's vocals are great you know cj got yeah, amazing was, riffs i was yeah. geeking out on cj's telecaster that was awesome oh were you yeah yeah i dug that yeah <laughs> you know our buddy jason carroll got some cool 360 video yeah, i saw did. that earlier today yeah. yeah grind was awesome yeah 
Yeah, it's another band you can't go wrong with. So look them up as well on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, they're they're never they're they're never they're never gonna be bad. They're never gonna suck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple bands before Grind was Scream Red Mutiny. Yes, and let's get into that. That's kind of you know <clears throat> where the the biggest swell of people obviously in that whole place. Yes, because you know obviously that was John's band. Exactly, and. uh you know, where to begin, you know, it's like, you know, you see bands, You've I've seen bands, you know, do their first performance after they lost a member or mm-hmm. something. You can always tell people are emotional or whatever, but Scream Red Mutiny just laid it out and didn't, didn't hide it, which yeah. is great. You know, it's like that shows you, you know, Sprout and Tony and Mike, you know, had been part of, with John for quite a while, mm-hmm. you know, and then Nick half of last year, I guess, and... You know, all four of them, you know, spoke, all four of them on stage, just playing their instruments and laying all that emotion out there for the world to see, which, you know, can't be easy. But, you know, I'm sure once that thing finished, it was probably a healing process, I would imagine. Oh, for sure. For sure. Getting on stage was probably hard to do it without him after they'd been doing it with him for so long. And then to finish that set, I bet, was a great feeling. Yeah. As far as, you know, it's not, you know, there's never really closure, but it's like, you know, that kind of thing that helps you move on, you know, yeah. move along in what you're doing. You know, I have to imagine that there was a little bit of a weight lifted. Yeah. That's after, a good way to put it. After that deal. And, you know, got to mention, you know, there was some tears shed during, during that set by those guys and rightfully so, but also asses were kicked. They put on a great show. They went for the throat. Um, I think Nick Mina is stepping into that slot just perfectly. Um, so I mean, it was a, a it was a stellar set. It really was. Yeah, the, this band's music is just so good. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. The, if you haven't heard the EP Encumbered We Press, you know you got to. Yeah. You know, there's six tracks on it, and every single one of them are great. It's just such a great sound. You know, from everything, the music, the vocals, lyrically. It's just, it's just a, what heavy music should be. Yeah, and you know, this band's going places, and uh, it, it's it's exciting to see what's going to happen for these dudes. Yeah, and like I said, Nick stepped in there, and you know that couldn't have been easy. No, but, but the great thing about this performance is, it was four guys that were screaming red mutiny. Yeah, you know, there yeah, was no exactly. one. They didn't bring in anyone new. You know, Mike. You know, had left and he came back for this performance and Nick moved over to guitar. Yeah. And as they move forward in the future, Nick's going to take that guitar role and they're getting looking for a new bassist as we speak. That's right. And so I was so glad to see Mike up there, you know, another time. That's right. And, uh, you know, Nick, you know, I mean, obviously every guitarist has a different style, but he, or a different way they do things or whatever, mm-hmm. but he obviously, it sounded like Scream Red Mutiny. Yes, so he, sir, knew, he, he killed he knew it. what he was doing. That's right. And I let's just play their music right now. That's right. There's you know, let's just do it. Okay, this is the first track off of Encumberedly Press, Stronger Structure.
Stronger Structure from Screaming Red Mutiny. That's the lead-off track on Uncumbered We Press. All six of these songs are great, and we've actually played a couple of other ones here in the yes, past on the have. podcast. Hand Grenade Serenade was the first single they put out. We played that like right after it came out, and that's actually one that we were fortunate enough to see John record yes. in the studio. Yeah, we were there when he recorded it. It was an honor. And uh, and we played, I can't remember... <laughs> Off the top of my head, with the other song, I think it was probably Beyond the River Rising because that's my favorite track on this this album. And they played that live the other night, and you know, Sprite even kind of mentioned that it takes on a new meaning, I guess, now for him. And it's an honor to have been in the crowd for this show, not just for Screaming and Muni, but the whole thing. And we haven't mentioned the name Steve Murdoch yet, which we need to, yeah, because this sure. was kind of, you know, his. He spearheaded this, and I know that other people, of course, got involved to pull this thing off. This, I think this was pretty much him getting this going yeah, and growing it into what it was. Yeah, he busted his ass, and you know, all kudos to him for sure. Yeah, and Sunshine from Axis made a lot of phone calls and got a lot of stuff in there, and there was tons of items you know, for a silent auction, and there's actually, if you're able to go this Saturday, there's going to be several more things out there there's like i think there was three guitars that are being signed by every member of all the bands that play both days nice so you've got 24 bands worth of signatures on there yeah and those auctions you know started saturday and go through this coming saturday and there's several other items there was stuff from the likes of you know slash drowning pool um first strike seven dust hinder bon jovi um crowbar you know, the tons of stuff, you know, Screaming Red Mutant even had stuff and drum heads, you know, yeah. so it's just cool memorabilia and all of, all the money goes towards, you know, Casey Olada. And, you know, that was another thing to mention. She was up there up front during Screaming Red Mutiny's performance. Yeah. You know, she was able to make it out there and they willed her right up front. So she got to see it firsthand. And as far as I know, I think she'll be back here this coming Saturday because they're doing a joint effect tribute show. Yeah. And who else do we have? Uh, Old coming? Man, a Stanley's Revenge, a Steam Shovel, uh, Alter Blood, Social Genocide, which I think uh, John would help them out on bass every now and then. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Custom Black, um, Not in Public, uh, Guitar Dave, Gunner and Sebastian. So come on out. It's going to be another insane night. Yeah. Did you say Oklahombres? Oklahombres. I think so. I think okay. you said it. Okay. But Oklahombres is going to be there for sure. Yeah. Steve Ray, man. What can you say? Can't say enough good things yep. about that guy either. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going to go see that shit. You know, I'd love to mention names that people ran into, but I'd forget, you know, 48 of them, and yep. I don't want to be a dick. So, yeah. You know who you are. We saw you. We love you, and hope to see you again this Saturday. Yep. Good times. Well, next up. Good news and bad news. We've got truck fighters to talk about. We saw them at Downtown Lounge. Yes, we did. And the bad news is Downtown Lounge is closing down. I know, I know. That's that's a sad, a sad thing. Yeah, this is a place that we kind of latched on to since we started this podcast yeah. place. And anytime we'd go to shows at the Canes or Brady, Brady or BOK, okay. <clears throat> we'd always get down there, do pregame there or whatever you want to call it. Yep. And then, you know, we've been in there, seen several shows there and interviewed guy, a lot of guys coming through there. And 
you know, Jake runs the place and he's always been more than accommodating to us. And yeah. Yeah. You know, got to mention, you know, he, he's let us, you know, use the place for podcasts. Uh, you know, he's let us use next door. He'll just, you know, sit there and BS with us, you know, before we go see Steve Iron Maiden or something. Right. I mean, just, uh, just, you know, it's going to see, it's going to be sad to see this place go. Yeah. I saw him make a, a post or comment on someone's thing that they're looking for other places, but that's not guaranteed. So yeah. hopefully that works out, you know, you know, for, for them and for us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But their last day is March 29th. So if you're in the Tulsa area, get out there as much as you can for the next month and a half. March 6th, he is legend is returning. Yeah. So that's a great time to get out there as well. That'll be, you know, knocking the walls down with that one for sure. Yeah, for sure. And there's going to be a few other shows and, you know, he's even mentioned, you know, if, if you have a band and you want to play that stage, you got a month and a half to contact him and get it done. <laughs> you know, cause that's a, just a, a kick-ass place to see a show, you know, it's like, it's so compact, but it sounds so great. You know? yeah. And it's just the way it's set up, you know, I just really dug it. And... Yeah. It's the, it's the greatest. Well, speaking of truck fighters, that show out there, they had a uh, King's Destroy on tour with them. And uh, Red Witch Johnny. Yeah. And Red Witch Johnny, that's another band that, you know, we've mentioned several times great things about because they're, they're different than a lot of, you know, your typical hard rock or metal bands. Yeah. You know? They've got this real throwback, you know, kind of deep purple feel. Mm -hmm. And they just, it's just one of those bands that you kind of, when you're watching them live, you get lost in it because, you know, it's just so much, you know, passion going into what they're doing. And I just can't say enough good things about them. And that's a band that we've talked about and hasn't, haven't gone here yet. You know, we'd love to get them on here at some point. Yeah, we need to for sure. And King's Destroy was, was really good. You know, I didn't know much about them before this, but they really, you know, they kicked ass and threw it down. And then of course, Truck Fighters. Yeah. And what, I mean, if, like I said at the beginning of this thing, you got to look these guys up. Yeah, definitely. And I'd even, when we talked to talk to Oscar, I'd even mentioned, you know, how are you guys going to, on this small of a stage, you know, because they're always kind of intense, especially Dango, you know, he's always... Jumping around. Yeah, just yeah. going nuts, you know. And <laughs> you see performances like at Vakken or some festival, you know, he's got this whole stage to go nuts on. But Downtown Lounge is a pretty tight space, and he still went nuts. I yeah. mean, he didn't, obviously he didn't go apeshit, but he was still hopping up and down and jumping back and forth, you know, because... You know, it's only three of them, so there's still a little room. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, that's just a, a kick-ass band, you know, and they played several tracks from the new album, Five, and I assume it's called Five. Yeah. It's the Roman numeral V. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of old stuff, you know. I mean, that Live in London album's just so badass, you know. Yeah, and, that's a good one. That's a great listen. Yeah, and you can't. You can't go wrong with these guys at any level, you know, they're Gravity X going way back, you know, just everything about them. I'm just a huge fan of this. The first time I saw them live was uh, at Rocklahoma in 2014. Yeah. They're one of the bands that like kicked off the the side stage at Rocklahoma at three o'clock, <laughs> you know, so there wasn't a huge crowd over there, but there was a little bit, but I made sure to get over there because I really wanted to see them. And if you told me, you know, we've been to all 10 Rocklahomas and so seen countless bands out there. If you told me to make my top 10 list of bands I've seen out there, they'd be on that list. Yes. Of performances. Just nice. because it was that, you know, 
I hadn't seen him live at that point, so I'm seeing, you know, Dango up there going nuts, you know, and just that kind of raw fuzziness power that comes from these guys. And so I was instantly a fan from that point. So glad to be able to see him in the DTL space as well. Yeah, I ain't glad to get to talk to him. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, I think we mentioned this, we talked about this in an interview, but go look up their video for Calm Before the Storm. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty deep. Yeah, I hadn't seen that, and like the day before we talked to him, you asked me if I'd seen that yet, and told me to go look it up, and I was just expecting some typical music video. And no, you know, no. You know, we're talking eight and a half minute, you know, movie here. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's, and it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Go look it up. Yeah, definitely. Well, like I mentioned earlier, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. www.thethunderunderground.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that great stuff. We'll tell you all that here when we come back. But I think it's time we get into this. This here is Oscar Cedarmom, vocalist, bassist of the Truck Fighters. Golden Corral. Saw you guys went there uh, earlier today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we like it. We think it's awesome. Uh, maybe not um, uh, like top quality food, but <laughs> it's cheap and it's, it's got some nice stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, we used to go there all the time when I was a kid, but I just got so burned out on it. I hadn't been there in years. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> a lot of American dudes just, uh, are you going there? Yeah. <laughs> they have the. Uh, they had the uh, the fountain of chocolate. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, I didn't take that. I tried to <laughs> stay away from the unhealthy stuff. Nice, and... nice. Okay. <laughs> well, how many? Uh, I know you guys got a lengthy uh, U.S. run going. How many cities or cities you've never hit before? Ooh, that's or a that's good chunk tough. of them. Uh, yeah, I think on this run, probably at least four or five. A few in Canada and a few here in the States. Okay. But for me, it's so hard to, like, uh, remember the town. Uh, I know I've been in Tulsa before, but it's not until I get here that I, ah, yeah, that's right, downtown lounge. Okay, now yeah. I remember. Yeah. So hard to remember exactly the the town and the venue, like, yeah. connected to the name of the town. But do you guys have a, is there anywhere in America that you've got a good, always has a good crowd, good reaction kind of thing that you played? Um, yeah, a, a few places, but uh, on, mostly on this run, it's been good everywhere, actually. Uh, yeah, all, all the shows been really good attendance-wise, so that's awesome. Uh in the past, we've seen like Chicago been good, New York been really good, Philadelphia, yeah. And then we had a few. Like, we played in Texarkana, that was not so good. <laughs> so it's a, uh, but it's a big country, so it can differ a lot, of course. Yeah. Would we'll, uh, talk about the uh, like the differences between uh, European and American crowds and that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't I don't notice that much difference. Yeah. Not these days, at least, because uh, now we always have a chunk of people who know how uh, who we are, mm-hmm. who kind of are into the music and rocks out. But maybe maybe in the past when we were a more unknown band that. Uh, people were a little bit more reserved at mm-hmm. certain places, but I think that's even out now when it's almost the same everywhere. Yeah. Well, I notice, yeah, when you see a lot of like festivals in Europe compared to here, people seem way more overall, no matter what band it is, way more active crowd wise, maybe, than they do in America. Uh, but that just might be the stuff I've seen, I guess. Yeah, that might be the overall. Uh, idea or how do you say it but uh, I think I think we're blessed truck fighters are blessed with having a really good audience crowd here in the <coughs> States as well yeah so that's that's awesome yeah yeah I was actually kind of I'd heard you guys a long time ago but then when I saw you at Rocklahoma in like 2014 yeah was kind of when I got completely exposed to it alright so cool I guess you know festivals like that do work. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and in Europe we have so many. Like in yeah. Germany, each city or smaller village has a uh, their their own festival. It can be like two thousand people festivals, but here in the states it's not that common uh, that I know of, at least. Yeah. So yeah, that that of course that spreads the name better and easily easier right. well the the new album's been out a few months now so I'm you know looking back now that it's been out like how do you think it sets with the whole the rest of your catalog uh, fits in and everything uh, hopefully it doesn't fit in entirely yeah <laughs> since we we're aiming on doing something different every time right but uh, of course you can hear that it's still truck fighters. Yeah. Uh, we don't change that much. Uh, we're still the same persons and Dango uses his big muff as usual. So, <laughs> But uh, we try to do something a little bit different. But yeah. I think that's mainly because we want to feel fresh and feel excited about what we do. Yeah. And not get stuck into the same thing all over again. I see too many bands do the, the same album over and over again. And it's, yeah. It yeah. gets boring, both for them and for the <laughs> people who listen to it. Yeah, there, there, there is a lot of that, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I noticed, I mean, this, this new one, you, you can tell it's Truck Fighters, but it's got a lot more kind of darker stuff, little atmospheric stuff yeah, than maybe. the previous stuff. Is that just natural progression, or is that yeah. something you guys kind of no, no, try to do? Or? No, it's just natural what we feel like doing it's nothing that we plan or think about was it hard to like mix some of those songs in with the older stuff that's more kind of straight ahead you know your uh, stoner fuzz kind of stuff it's or is the set list like something it, where you guys yeah, don't we, really think about it too much uh, we mix but uh, as you said maybe in the past it was a little bit more rocking out set that we played, more, more uh, like fast forward uh, kind of songs yeah. that were easier to interact to. 
now it's maybe it's a little bit more complicated and uh, but uh, we like it and uh, it's nice uh, then the the crowd can get a little bit of air and like relax a little bit between the softer parts in the songs <laughs> and <laughs> yeah yeah but but it's uh, difficult to do the set yeah. these days since we have so many songs to choose from and to, to build the sets in a nice way as well. Well, you guys are pretty active on stage. Like, how how does that work on a stage like this where it's a little more compact? We'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I actually knocked my bass in my head. No, that was <laughs> two days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, accidentally, of course. But uh, when you're rocking out and just suddenly the like the screw of the head just yeah. knocked me in the here uh, i'm a little bit sore but uh, <laughs> usually we we know it, where we have each other yeah. yeah does that make make you lose your place for a second like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> hurt it as hell it was yeah that's yeah that was hurtful well uh talk about the calm before the storm the video i thought was just like it just blew me away yeah um you know there's there's the content and then and at one point there's like it's all in reverse um did that come from you or was that like a treatment that you were given i'm just i'm just super curious on that deal yeah uh we actually found this guy who was really eager to do the video and we told him about uh what the song was about and uh he came up with uh he filmed everything and came mm-hmm. up with this idea to do the reverse thing and yeah and do like a a storyline more or less like a mini movie about mm-hmm. it and we we thought it was a great idea but then we didn't see that much until the finished product yeah. but i think it's a nice and a really it's a heavy video but it's nicely done it's really professional and good looking if you yeah. say so yeah it, it, it is it is a uh, pretty epic for sure yeah it's almost like a short film since the yeah. song is so long you know yeah yeah it's a great calling card yeah yeah i like it and it's uh it's good that people get affected by it yeah. both good and bad uh, yeah. a lot of people were angry but uh, that's also good because then they care about these things more yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that brings awareness to that kind of situation. Yeah. You know, definitely. So, so then it's something good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I guess. <laughs> yep. Well, it's like the, the Live in London album. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know, it, when you listen to it, it really captures, you know, what you guys do live. And I thought that was really good because you can always see that when you're watching a DVD or video footage. Mm. But when you listen to audio, sometimes a band's intensity doesn't come across as well. Mm. And I mean, is that something that just you're lucky because you guys are that good? Or do you think, is that something you guys strive for with the audio? You mean uh, do it a little bit different or? Yeah, I mean, did you like focus on it knowing this is being recorded or is it just go out there and do your thing? No, we we, yeah. we knew it was right. going to be recorded and we had the plans to maybe do something about it uh, or with it uh, 
and uh, it turned out to be quite good so we we did something with it right. <laughs> so, but we only recorded one show so it was uh, okay. could uh, could also gone in uh, another direction like ah this right. this might not be good enough uh, but uh, so I'm not saying we're like we have we have our moments that are good and moments that are less good and but we try to be as little uh, less good as possible right <laughs> <laughs> try to focus and give yeah. give people what they come to see of course well is that something when you when it's done there's not like any touch-ups or anything like that like you used to hear on a lot of live records no, no. Or is it, it just straight raw? Uh, no, it's it's raw. It's uh, the just the one guitar, bass, vocal, drums. That's it. No dubs or anything. Cool. Well, I was curious. What what is your involvement with Fuzzarama Records? Yeah, it's me and Niklas Dango, Aka Dango, uh, who runs the label. Okay. So that's how how it's been from the start. Okay. So we kind of uh, got tired of sending demos everywhere. So we thought, hey, let's release this ourselves instead. But uh, we had a, there's, we had the intention to be a real label as well. We, we didn't just want to be a demo band releasing an album and then suddenly we are a, an album artist. We had the intention to release other stuff and like build a label, find good distribution, do it for, for real. Uh, so we did that or tried to do that for years. And now we have a good good setup and yeah, it seems to run run good. So are you is it you two that that choose all the bands that are gonna be on the label yeah. as well? Yeah. Is it uh are several of them ones you guys specifically found or people come to you? I, it's both. I mean, s- sometimes people send demos, and sometimes we find something. But uh, we got a lot of demos, and it's a lot of not good demos as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also hard if you find something that is is good, yeah. but they are completely unknown, like yeah. played live once or something. It's hard to sign them, yeah. even though. And you probably got to go through a ton of bad just to find one yeah. good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but usually you hear it quite fast. You listen like 10, 15 seconds. If it's really bad, you hear. As you know. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we try to listen to everything and, yeah. and give feedback. Well, with the new album being distributed by Central Media, was that something you guys sought out to give it? bigger distribution or did uh, the, that come to you uh, the idea was that we we don't really have time to do everything that we would like to do uh, it takes a lot of time to release an album of that caliber uh, like spread it out and uh, so the idea we had from the start was maybe to hire someone to Fasorama to like make that our label a little bit bigger and, and release it on Fasorama. But it was hard to find someone just like that who can do a bit of everything because yeah. we can't hire just one guy for web, one guy for that and one. We only have can afford to have one guy who can do everything. 
and uh, we didn't find one and Century Media was interested in us and uh, told us yeah this is awesome we're going to invest money and do something with this so we signed to them but uh, we'll see uh, I don't want to talk too much shit, shit about them uh, <laughs> but I think we would have yeah. done a really good job at Fasorama as well yeah and uh, we might go back there in the future we'll see what happens with the next record uh, something goes better well we've had a couple other bands on from Sweden in the past and we've asked them like what do you think is there's so many great bands you know that we know of here in America that have come out of Sweden it seems like every band I hear from Sweden is just great like what do you think is it that all these different genres of rock and metal that cause so many of these bands like the music culture there to be so great yeah it, it, it might have something to do with that we have uh, government funded rehearsal spaces I don't know if you heard about it but yeah. it's, yep. it's easy and we, we quite cheap that, yeah. to, to get get somewhere to rehearse yeah. and uh, also we have uh, maybe we don't have that good live culture in Sweden so a lot of band has to go to Germany or Austria or like Central Europe to tour to to get the experience yeah and then you need to be even more determined to, to do your thing and do it good and like work harder yeah. it's it's not that easy for Swedish fan to to get somewhere so we need to work harder I mean here in the States you can be a, an American band and just tour the States and you're fine with that and maybe that's you need to have a little bit more push to to get better and mm-hmm. evolve. Yeah. There's a lot of theories, but uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Actually. Cool, man. Well, we appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. There you go, Oscar from The Truck Fighters. Thank you to him for taking the time out to talk to us there before that show. Can't say enough good things about him as a person, this band their live show, their recorded stuff, like you said, their music videos. Yeah, <laughs> yep. You know, just pull up, you know, get on YouTube and pull up Live at Vakken or something, you know, it's just... Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, it's, it's like, we've mentioned this as well, and I kind of mentioned, I guess, in the podcast, in the interview there as well, but Sweden is just like a plethora, you know, we could sit here and list off 16 bands probably without yeah. even thinking making a pause, you know, and every one of them is superior to every band you like. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if if they're Swedish, they rule. Yeah, it doesn't even matter what style of metal or That's rock right. it is, you know, it's just... It's going to be badass. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is, what's in the water, but like him and Johannes from Avatar said, it's probably that, you know, they... Or music is part of everybody's life from a, from a young age. Yeah, you know? that, so, that's what it is. Yeah. Well... TheThunderUnderground.com. Facebook is backslash TheThunderUnderground. We're on YouTube at TheThunderUnderground. We've got reaction stuff on YouTube to Metallica, Vince Sevenfold, Black Sabbath, Rocklahoma, stuff like that. We're on Twitter, THNDRUNDR Ground. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Underground. 107 previous episodes. 
Had on guys from the Sword, Spirit Caravan, Crowbar, Corrosion of Conformity, Soil, Death Angel, Drowning Pool, Avatar, Warrant, Trickster, Europe, Great White, Battlecross, Scattered Hamlet, Super Joint. There you go. Uh, that was last the last yeah, episode. Super Joint. Uh, we've had guys from Act of Defiance, Megadeth. Did you say that already? I don't think I did. Uh, I usually lead with that. Cause it's like <laughs> I mean, we've got we've got all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. So just get on there, SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground. Peruse through there. Click play on a lot of those. Hope you dig it. You just wanted to say peruse. Yeah, I don't think we've said that in the past 107 episodes. Well, let's start. Right? <laughs> start every week. We'll try, you know, try to fit that in every week. And uh, 102.7 or 1027wsnr.com. Yes. Listen to us there every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, you can download the CryKey premium radio app. It's got tons of radio stations on there. Pull that thing up and go to the 102.7 frequency. Rock music all day long. You know, everything from Rainbow to Vanilla Women, who we, yes. uh, you know, we played their song a few weeks ago when we had Jason Todd. You know, right. he used we to be Jason in Shine. Todd, that was great. Yeah, he used to be in Shinedown, now yep. he's in Vanilla Women. That's another one you need to check out. Just a great rock band. All right, well, I think it's time to go. That's it. All right, until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.